to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Travis Scott, and with me as always is Ben Slinger. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, click bitch. Yeah. It's a thing we do. <laughs> Where we each take a random word generator, and on the count of three, two, one, click, we click refresh, we get a new word, and uh, we try to pronounce them sometimes we look them up because we don't know what they mean and then we turn them into game designs hopefully based on their actual definition yes indeedy that was an intro <laughs> <laughs> oh boy and it's gonna be one of those nights yeah it's gonna be one of them one of thems all right let's just let's just do it forget the small talk push you one click issuing Second. Ooh, like a second issuing. Something like a book, like like editions, issues, or magazines. Second issue of a magazine. Or it's a time-based game in which it's, it is a Ooh. day- It's a, a second in the life of, of this. <laughs> <laughs> a second in the life. You get- to, It's like a WarioWare-style thing. You play one second out of all these characters' lives. Uh, that could work. Like, you've got, like, a fixed number of characters and you kind of jump between them a second at a time. Well, what I'm picturing is it's, like, the second that all these things go down, it's, it's sort of okay. like the, um, it's it's sort of played out. It takes, it takes quite a while. Like, it's very, very slow moving. I'm thinking that the whole game could almost be in slow motion. Yeah, and it's okay. sort of like- the whole game's in slow motion. It takes a course over one second. Not much can happen in one second, though, man. I don't know. I reckon if there was, like, say, what it comes down to is each of these characters that you're that you're sort of seeing is seeing their mm-hmm. final final moments in life. So you don't necessarily have to take it down to a second, but you you're talking about like the, the okay. last few seconds in their life. Yeah, let's not be strict about it. Let's. Yeah. Let's see. Maybe you could maybe even maybe down to like the last minute or two. Yeah. Uh, I'm picturing now kind of a source code style situation. Yep. Have you seen source yep, code? Yep, yep. Yeah. I really like that film. That's pretty cool. It's, yeah, it's great. Uh, in that, yeah, you're, you're playing through the last couple of minutes of all these people's lives, but each time you all remember what happened the last time around. Um, but you play a different person every time. Either that or you play some sort of consciousness that's jumping between all these people and so you're the only person who remembers what happens each time. Yeah, I kind of like that idea that everyone's sort of doing, you know, it's almost like your your Groundhog Day sort of thing, except it's only um, like a minute or two before. It's like, (laughs) it's Quantum Leap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but every time you fail, you jump back into one of the other people to get another chance. Yep. Uh, and so, you, and, but you'll never, you never get, you're never able to jump into the same person twice because you failed that person. They're dead in their timeline. <laughs> what What I like is what you what you set them off doing. They're still doing <laughs> every single time. So if you if you oh like, that's interesting. If you totally stuff up and you block, say. You block the button that you need to press. <laughs> You've got to work yep. out a way of actually, you know, hitting that button slightly earlier. <laughs> and of course, the more times that you try, the more bodies that are in the way. <laughs> no, I love that. 
And you could just make it a super quick game where it's like, you know, it's a half hour game or something. And you're playing the last two minutes of 15 different people. Yeah. And, but yeah, like maybe you get to choose who you jump into next. And then each subsequent round, what you did as that person plays out. Yeah. So, it's really an extreme version of one of those, you know, those cloning games where you can, where you, you know, create a shadow version of yourself or whatever and stand over here and lift up the platform and then reset yourself back. But it's more narrative. Yeah. Because I like the idea then that, you know, sort of like source code, you're trying to solve this mystery then. You, you're trying to figure out who planted the bomb or who put the poison in the fucking Kool-Aid or whatever, like whatever kills all these people. Yeah. The goal is to, to track that person down or, or solve that mystery. But yeah, you And you can to- jump into all these consciousnesses because these are the people that died. Yeah, so I think yeah. I think there's like one or two NPCs who who don't die, but um, obviously you can't actually jump into them because the, Ooh, the way this thing actually let, works. Uh, that's interesting though. What if you then like stop them so that on one on one go through they die they do die. Like that could be part of the strategy. Even could be. It's like it's like I know that I'm going to need to get into this person who right now I can't jump into because they didn't die in that final moment. So, one of the things you have to do to solve this is make sure they die. (laughs) (laughs) So, then next time you can go, yes, now I can jump into them because they're part of that, you know, whatever the quantum event was that merged everyone's consciousness, you know, souls together. Yes. Okay. So, you find that- you find the kid that's playing with the BB gun and you go, okay, so I'm going to jump into him this time and I'm going to shoot a BB gun right into her eye so that she she dies. Or- she, she, well, so she doesn't die immediately, <laughs> but she can't get away fast enough. <laughs> but that's good. Like, I, And I, keep, I sort of keep going to the train, which is- Well, let's not do the train because that's, that's two source code. But yeah. I think it's still a bomb. It's in like a museum. It's on a plane. <laughs> it's on, it, and then it's on an automobile, and John Candy and Steve Martin are there. Uh, <laughs> Someone's going to no, make but- that joke. <laughs> if it wasn't <laughs> you, it was going to be me. <laughs> classic, classic. Uh, no, I think it's in like a museum, but you know. And, and so one one of the people who gets away is the security guard, and like they're the only person. Who has a weapon or who has some or has a key, has a certain key or something, but they keep getting away before things happen and you can't, you know, you can't manage to stop them until, yeah, you, you find the person who does have the gun maybe. And so you shoot him in the leg. (laughs) (laughs) If you shoot him in the head, it still doesn't work because they, they didn't die in the blast because there's something about the blast. I really like that idea because I, but the problem I, is, I, if you Sparta kick them into into like a um, into the dinosaur bones, um, but it happens early on, then every single time that you go to do something with this person, they get Sparta kicked. It's like, oh damn! Yeah. It. <laughs> no, that's it. This is the thing. It like everything affects each uh, each each successive. Um, is that the right word? Each yep. successive run through. Run through. So, it is really, really this strategy. And that's why I think you have to make it short because I think it's really actually easy to fail yeah. and fuck it up. 
Yeah, and um, I think what actually happens if you if you get into an unwinnable situation, then you know it's it's sort of over, and then you've got to start from the start again and think about a little. Well, bit more. and you may depending on how and depending on how you make the game, you might not even be able to determine that it's an unwinnable situation. Uh, you know, unless I guess a key person dies too early in the timeline or something. Yeah, or, or you've gone through it the fifteen times, you still haven't sol- solved it, and therefore. You know, you got no oh, yeah, no yeah. more bodies to jump into, and therefore it's it's over. Right, of course. Yeah, you you can reach the end and fail. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were saying that like you preempt them and say, oh, because you just did that, you, you there's no way you can win it, even though you're on your third. Oh no, person. you you <laughs> you let them keep on going, even if it's un- yeah. even if it is unwinnable. It's yeah, like it's a puzzle game. That's uh, that's really cool. Yeah, it is basically a puzzle game, and then you can have you know different levels then. Yeah. DLC. That the Make different events. <laughs> yeah, I'll just do an episodic whatever. That's really fucking cool. Tis. Three, two, one, click. Yeah. Medical. Failure. Ooh. So you're in a museum. <laughs> that, you know what? That'd be a good that would be a good um, game for us to play where the, each each game has to start in the same place as the previous one ended up. <laughs> like, not as a sequel sort of thing, nope. but just using the setting or something. Okay, so we're going to try this. <laughs> this week's episode is continuous click pitch. <laughs> yeah. It's like that It's like that celebrity game where you have to, like, take the last letter of the name to do the next celebrity. We have to, like, take the last element that we can think of from the previous game mm-hmm. and stop. Okay. So, okay, museum. Museum. You're playing a paramedic and you're, yep. you're arriving at, at the museum where the museum's cur- curator has actually just, like, collapsed. Okay. So, um, it's a medical issue. Um, it's a rhythm some game. Sort of have had some sort of- <laughs> Failure. Um, yeah, it's a rhythm game as you try to, you know, do CPR. The paddles, the breathing, the compressions. <laughs> <laughs> you like, you got to tell the per- you got to tell the the girl with the um, the iPod to like put the right track on. Yep. Uh, um, the game is called Staying Alive. alive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's called Staying Alive, uh, and it's sponsored by the Bee Gees. <laughs> well, or at least we license. Yeah, license some of the music. Bee Gees presents Staying Alive. The, the Bee Gees medical- presents Staying Alive, a paramedic story. Uh- <laughs> uh, oh, God. All right. I reckon uh, like, let's just click again and then we have to start with Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Three to one click. Three to one click. Expenditure. Refuse. <laughs> Okay. All right, so, so you're the Bee Gees manager. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're the Bee Gees manager, and it's a- Oh, what sort of game would that be when you play the Bee Gees manager? Well, they're, they're refusing to, to go with your ID, idea to, to like, use, use some money to- I don't know. I'm thinking sponsor- some kid or some charity, and they're refusing to spend as much money as you're sort of asking them to do. Right, because they're assholes. <laughs> no, is I that think, it? I think what it is is maybe maybe the manager is actually like 
trying to get them to, um, you know, spend money that they really don't have because it's it's like his charity sort of thing. Okay. So, is this like once they're, like, they're not touring anymore, they're kind of getting on- when 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 was the last time when we did when did the first one die? What was that? When did the, when did the first one die? The first BG. They died, uh, did they? <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's apparently one left. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize that there was some. Yep. Death. So we okay. are being really okay. So it's it's the final final BG. Who's who's still alive? <laughs> they didn't follow their own advice. Uh, so Barry is still alive. <laughs> Barry's still alive. Uh, so, so it's about Barry oh, BG. Yep, Barry BG. Um, he's Sir Barry BG. Sir Barry apparently. BG. Even better, Sir Barry BG. Who I'm thinking rather than a manager, he's he's refusing to. To spend, like the final lot of inheritance. Um, okay, I'm seeing this as an as like an action adventure game in which, <laughs> like the okay. the BGs were actually a set of uh, kind of like trying to think of what what it was in the um that Abe Simpson was part of in. Oh yeah, like the the flying uh, something. Yeah, fish, fish, yeah. fish guys. Yeah, so I, I like the idea that like he's got the keys from from when Robin died. Hellfish, flying hellfish, flying hellfish. So I, I'm liking the fact that you know he's got yeah okay. the, um he's got the key to to the secret crypt. Turns out that the BGs are actually like a a secret organization that has been around for for years, but they they realize. Oh wait, 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 wait. Yes, I like I love this idea. But it goes but, back to it goes back to Egypt. It's not just the it's not just the Bee Gees. <laughs> okay, it's like all these old bands. It's the Beatles. Yep. It's it's like Rolling Stones. Well, too many of them are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that there's only like because who's left in the Beatles? Just fucking McCartney, right? Just, uh, no, Ringo Starr. Oh, don't, and Ringo. Don't kill yeah. Ringo. But he doesn't count. He he gave up his key. <laughs> he, sold he left it. it in the Thomas the Tank Engine studios. <laughs> it's kind of like the Highlander, but it's it's with he lost it in a bet or something. <laughs> in fact, that's exactly what it is. It's like the Highlander, but it's with um, it's with all these different people. Uh, so, what's his name? Kurt Cobain from Nirvana was part of this group. Uh, Jimi yeah. Hendrix, Mama Cass. Well, we have to. We Elvis. have to well, wait because we have to. We have to wait. We have to figure out when this- Because ha- there needs to be a time when all of these people were alive. No, it's just that um, there's people who have been brought into it through family things along the way. Okay. Um, so, I, I think it's, it's, it's something that the management has, has actually got, you know, is, is party to. Like, they actually- they know that this shit's going down. Oh, so like some music producer made a deal with the devil. Yep. To like give, which you know, whoever gave them the power to whoever they found, you know, they could give them vast musicals prowess. 
Yeah. Um, and so that's why all these all these people are so popular and, and so skilled is they're actually it's kind of like the pick a destiny sort of thing, um, <laughs> but it's it's more like something that can be sort of passed on and brought into. Yep. So who has it now? Um, well, I think the is BG's it like Carly Rae Jepsen or something? <laughs> well, I, I think the BG's key is with is with Barry still. Well, okay, wait, 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 wait. Because we need to- we need to, So, so they, ha- they still have keys. There's some sort of object- Yep. Involved, which yeah, gives I, them I'm, the power. I'm thinking that it's like a portal to another world or something like that. Were there limited numbers of these things? Like, well, let's, let's try to lock it down to a certain thing because either- Like, if there are limited numbers of them, then we can't bring too many people in it from, like, over different times because- like, why are there so many of them and, and how can how are they producing more? If we want to bring it down to there are only a few left and this whole thing is, like, you're fucking battling to, to yeah, like, open open the final portal to, to you know, rock stardom or something. Like, not stardom, but, like, you know, the essence of rock music or something. <laughs> like, the god of rock. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yep. we, we don't want to go- we, we need to figure out what that- what that actually is. Okay, so there's definitely the Bee Gees. Beatles, yes. Bee Gees, Beatles, Elvis, maybe. Hendrix. Hendrix, Michael Jackson. ACDC. Maybe. So, ACDC, but only only the original ACDC. Okay. So, as in, you're not including, um, what's his name, who who joined him back in black or whatever. Uh, you're only including Bon Scott as, like, the original member. Yeah, okay. So, I like the fact that, you know, it's sort of like you've got one, maybe two people left from the ACDC. You've got um, two people from the Beatles left, and then you've got the one from the BGs, and that's it. Like That's it? These all right. these are all that's, all that's remaining. Basically, they're from each, each sort of continent. Even though it doesn't quite work because, like, Beatles and Bee Gees are pretty much from the same place. Even though Bee Gees are also somewhat Australian as well. Yeah, there's different. So, so because we've got Angus Young left. We've got Paul McCartney. We've got Ringo. Although he's not really in it because he, like, lost it in a bit. Yeah, he, he, lo- he lost the key. Like, <laughs> So, he's still, he's still like, what, what? well, and that's part of it. It's, you still have to find it. It's just Ringo doesn't have it. Yeah. Uh, so- <laughs> so Ringo comes in and, and Paul goes, I thought we told you not to come in here. <laughs> it's like you- no, well, they have to go seek Ringo out. They're like, ah, oh, fuck, we've got to talk to Ringo. And Ringo's like, I lost it in a bet. That's the horrible Ringo accent. <laughs> it, it's how I ended up as, as the narrator for Thomas the Tank Engine. I lost a yeah. bet in a poker game. <laughs> I um, lost it in a poker game. That was a bit more uh, Michael Caine. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm loving this. It's maybe set just. It's set in 2012, <laughs> just after. Oh no! What, whatever it is, whenever the last ACDC member um, passed away. Yeah. Okay. So um, in the last two years. Let's just get the timeline down. Malcolm. 2017. Yep. Yeah, okay, so, so like, I said in twenty seventeen. Start of twenty eighteen, so it's like a year and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. What I'm thinking is like all the soundtrack is based off these these main oh, yeah. bands. And um, the fucking mashups and stuff. Oh yeah. 
So I think your main character that you play is actually Barry Gibb. Okay. Yep. That's where we started it all, so that's fine. Yep. And you said it's an action adventure. Action adventure. So 72-year-old Barry Gibb just, like, puts on his holster. <laughs> guitar holster. Yep. <laughs> he's got a guitar he's got a guitar that turns into like a machine gun sort of thing um but but it fires out like mu- uh like laser well hang on notes. hang on let's not, let's not go too out there we want this to be realistic <laughs> this game where the all these 70s rockers have have fucking uh superpowers yeah or whatever um magical portal keys no no i think i feel like this is it it is still a uh, um it is an action adventure. It's more of a brawler, though. Like, I think it is se- <laughs> it's semi-realistic in that, uh, like, the the combat is, is punching. You can use your guitar and smack people with it, you know, or, or, like, pick up things. So, it's more like a bar fight brawl, you know, whenever yep. you fight someone. It's just like, oh, shit, like, grab grab that book off the heavy book off the shelf and slam it over their head, kick them when they're down. Yeah. Okay. So, what I'm actually- thinking is that all all these guys from from like the the 70s and and somewhat 80s uh you know they're trying to hold on to the secret but what's actually happened is in the in the because they were considered you know popular music back in the 70s there's a new group that has sort of come up that is that is based on current popular music and you know sort of like different eras and that's who they're basically going up against, all these new pop groups. Because it turns out that music has always been, you know, sort of based off of all these different deals with the devil. And it's how they right. how they sort of um, interact yeah. with each other. Well, because I was just looking, I was trying to, I was, I was annoyed that we didn't have any women in the, in those, in the four main characters there. Um, but fucking all of Fleetwood Mac is still alive. I wanted to throw Stevie Nicks in there. <laughs> <laughs> They're all still alive. God damn it. I think all of Ab is still alive as well, but yeah, probably. I'm trying to think of other. I know we'll, we'll keep we'll keep but it anyway, to the ones that we've that's already fine. got. Because- we'll keep it to the ones we've got. The, we'll we'll put them up against, like you said, if they're going up against like, it's like the next wave of of musicians who who have utilized this whatever musical Satan force. Yeah. So I think that no one actually knows what. What is behind these these mystical locks, locks in like Egypt? Mm-hmm. So, so who has that? Let's let's think. Who has the keys now? So, because there were what three BGs, uh, three in ACDC, four in the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So there's ten of them. That's a nice round number. Yep, ten original keys. So Barry's got three. Angus has three because, like, they they just got left to them when their band members died. Yep. Um, Paul has three. Paul has two. And so they- Oh, Paul only has- Oh, no. Uh, no, I think Paul has three. Yeah, Paul has I think three he has and he can't, he can't George find- George and John's. He doesn't yep. have Ringo, so he's like, all right, we've got to go to Ringo. <laughs> Ringo's like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that would be better. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm just imagining going going into like um, the BBC studios where um, Thomas the Tank Engine is is filmed and just beating the shit <laughs> just out like of all searching these people. Under tables. <laughs> you get there and then there's you know you see, you see there's like a top of the pops uh, sort of stage 
and then coming off coming off the stage is like um, Carly Rae Jepsen, who then yeah. <laughs> you know she's got one of the new turns, turns around, squeals like a banshee, and all these all these people you know sort of come out, and it's it's all about now. <laughs> it's like a big fight scene, huge fight scene, uh, getting away with the key. Um, I think there can be a couple of other keys that are actually missing as well. Well, let's say this. Okay, let's 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 do this right. So there's ten. There are ten original keys where Satan came to Earth and and presented them to some music producers to say, "Here, like, make music. You know, bring my sound into the world yep. <laughs> of rock music." Now in the modern times, and this is part of what's kicked off the need to, like to bring these keys, the original keys together, is it's happened again. There's 10 more keys. And so they want to put a stop to it once and for all because people have been corrupted by the influence. Yeah, maybe there's something different about these keys. Maybe it wasn't Satan himself who presented them. Maybe it was like one of his underlings trying to trying to recreate that situation, but he fucked it up somehow. Yeah, and that's why we've got such and dodgy music now. music. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's why we've got what? Such dodgy music nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. We're just old farts, but yeah, I, I guess who is who is it spread amongst? Is it is it pop musicians? Yeah, and I think I think is it like Katy Perry and Carly Rae Jepsen? And- I think you find out in it that Kanye actually has like four of the keys at the moment. Oh, Kanye has <laughs> got four of them. <laughs> <laughs> he's been killing. He's actually been killing people. No, he's just been. He's just been. He's just been um, stealing keys. Like because, he's just been stealing them. Yeah, and you know, lying and cheating and getting his way there. Um, I think Fifty Cent used to have a key, but then it got like stolen but Kanye from Kanye. Stole it. Yep. Yeah, Kanye stole it. Um, sure, Beaver's definitely that, got a key. Like, there's no sense. way that he he could actually be you know popular without a key. Pop- yeah. Well, and that's inter- that's we we really wanted to dig into the whole pop music stuff sucks thing. Which, look, whatever it's, these people are still skilled, but it's a fun it's a fun you know conceit. Then it could be that these keys more than other rather than just giving them like ultimate music prowess, it actually just gives them sort of fame and like sexual magnetism or something. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like <laughs> you know what I mean, it's kind of like given to these people and. With it, no matter what they release, it will sell big. Yeah, and that seems to be what happened with all these with all these people. When when you sort of lose your lose your way, then something can happen to you. Or when I you- feel like Beaver's probably lost his key too. Then, but maybe he's, maybe it's just run out of juice. <laughs> he started too early, <laughs> and um. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just imagining that. All right, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Is there some like three part, three person boy band that's really is like One Direction or something? How many people? Who, um, there's probably like more than that. Maybe it's only a few of them have it. I'm who trying, to, trying to have a look. There's four of them. Oh, there were five, but Zayn Malik left. Yeah. Oh damn it! There's because four- he left because he didn't have a key. Yeah. Okay, but also one of the other four. One of the other four also doesn't have a key, but he's just more of a pushover, so he's sticking around <laughs> and like riding on the coattails of the other three. <laughs> yeah, hoping that when one of them leaves, he'll get the key. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
Yeah, so Kanye's got four, Carly Rae Jepsen has one, Bieber has one, Katy Perry has one, and One Direction is three. <laughs> um, I love that Kanye has four, like, and he's, <laughs> he's looking to get to get all ten. Oh, oh yeah, he's hunting him. He's hunting him down. Like maybe that's part of the whole fucking thing. <laughs> like you find this out, and part of it is stopping Kanye. He's the big villain. Yeah, and then it turns out that. <laughs> Carly Rae is actually being manipulated by Kanye. <laughs> um, you, yeah, you, yeah. You know when Kanye got one of his? When he went up on stage and said, I'm going to let you finish Oh, fuck, he Swift. stole from Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he totally stole Beyonce's as well. Oh, yeah. Like, at some point. So, there you go. He did. He had his own once, but once he found out about the power of it, he took he took fifty cents. He took Taylor Swift's. He took Beyonce's, and, and now he's going four. after Carly Rae Bieber. Katie or Perry did or did he never actually have one? And he actually he actually did- he actually stole he stole uh, one from Tupac as well. Oh God! <laughs> Wait, is that going back to? Because when did this happen? Tupac's been dead for a while. I don't know. He's been dead for twenty years. No, I think I think that's too long ago. Oh, I feel like this is more recent. No, I think he got one. I think he got one. Okay, he got one. This, this, this we're going we're going too deep into who has more. <laughs> it is fun to <laughs> fun to think about. He he is definitely he is definitely the um the bad guy in this. And oh yeah, the more that he has, I mean, the, look at the fucker. The more that he has, <laughs> the more influence he actually has over the other ones. Yeah. Oh, okay, and that's why they're kind of that's why they're even fighting. Against the old school rockers. Yeah. Is because Kanye kind of manages to exert his will. Yeah. Because I, I, like I like the idea that, you know, all all the um all the kind of horribleness that Bieber does and all the um horribleness in the game that Carly Rae Jepsen starts doing. Yeah. It's all based off of, like, Kanye's yeah. influence. Well, Kanye and Bieber had a whole thing, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. Like, weren't they kind of friends? I know Usher was a friend of Bieber's, like- Usher's the one that got Bieber right. into the whole thing, and therefore we all blame yeah, Usher. Yeah, I just I, th- I think like after, <laughs> and then what? Sorry, <laughs> that's why we all blame Usher. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So what's the game? So we talked about th- uh, third person action adventure. You're playing Barry Gibb. Um, so do you meet up with like Angus and Paul? Yep. And say like it's time. Like we need to. <laughs> it's time. We've we've got you know nine of the keys. What? We've only got nine. I thought we had all ten. No. It's like <laughs> Ringo. Ringo. Ring, Ringo everyone, oh, it's like, oh, fuck. Paul's like, oh, I forgot about Ringo. <laughs> I forgot Ringo existed. <laughs> and basically, they, they go off and they, they try to find this last one. And when they actually get there, I, I think because uh, Carly Rae does, does like the Banshee screen, all the fans rush in. Like all her all her diehard fans, and they're sort of like got these glowing red eyes that are, you know, they're sort of under control of at, that you find out later on. That's Kanye. So basically, the brawler is now. Yeah, you she fires the shit a Carly. She fires a she fires a Carly Ray, and uh- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking in the in the um in the BBC studios for the top of the pops sort of thing where you you've just gone through the um the Thomas the Tank. Um, recording booth, and you found yep. out that you know I, I'm thinking some some low level produ- producer um, actually found 
found the key and it's hiding oh, it away. Oh, and maybe, well, maybe they then, they found the key. They got an inkling of what it was. They tried to summon Satan and they fucked it up. Yeah. And they just summoned like a lesser demon. Yeah, I like this. Um, so now it's- They, they summoned Beelzebub. <laughs> it's just like- <laughs> he, they, he just fucked up the, the runes. Uh- <laughs> he looks he looks Satan-y, but he also looks like Satan, Bo- uh, Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, he's wearing the trench coat. He's a bit overweight. Um, I know Kevin isn't anymore, but- And he's just like, oh, oh. He's red. Yeah, he's I'm, got horns. I'm Beelzebub. I can- I can uh, I can make you me- magical. What did you say? Keys? Sure. <laughs> um, I- I'm just picturing that it's. He looks exactly like Silent Bob, but like Satan-y as in, and so his name in the thing is like Satan Bob. <laughs> Satan Bob. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I think finally you you actually find this key that's been hidden hidden away in like a bank vault somewhere. You make your way to Egypt, yep. where you find Kanye waiting for you with, like, literally a whole heap of fans behind him, and you go through, like, this massive- So, is this- uh, Wait, is this after you've fought off- Carly Ray? yep. Carly Ray, One Direction. Bieber, you just, like- You just show up. He's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you just take it. He's drunk. He's, he's, pissing, into up, a he's, bo- like- he's pissing into a bucket. <laughs> yeah. You just walk past and he doesn't even even even. It's a, it's a stealth you. mission. It's around his neck, but like <laughs> you can literally just walk up and take it off, and he doesn't. Oh, you're not notice. wanting their keys because their keys are, are tainted. Well, but don't you need to stop them from like? Don't you need to stop? Well, you need to yeah. for one. You need to stop Kanye from getting them. Yeah. So, may- so maybe it's that every time you show up to find one of the the new keys, Kanye is has sent his minions or. Oh, and and just as you think that you're going to win it, like. You see the you see the minion running off. So right at the end, it's sort of like your ten keys versus his nine that he has, and you see yeah. him literally slit Bieber's throat right in front of you <laughs> <laughs> to take the tenth one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And can you you can I can picture the fucking look on his face. He's got that permanent scowl <laughs> as Kanye fucking slits Bieber's throat. And just rips the key from his his neck. Oh, he doesn't even slit his throat. He just like he grabs the key and from pulls around it right his neck, through his neck, pulls it backwards, <laughs> and just pulls it through his fucking his, his head just falls off. Kind of like yeah. kind of like in um in what's it called? Kind of like in Conan, you know, where the where he throws the head down the down the stairs. Oh yeah, he's standing yeah. on the pyramid and he just rips the the key right off, <laughs> and his head just falls down. And you have like this massive battle of of the ten, and I think the, yeah. the person who actually takes up the the ten from the um from the old rockers is Barry. Is Barry? Yeah, I mean, if you've if you've been playing him the whole time, yeah. And then the, I, I, then the fighting does have to be, or at least the end scene. I'm picturing it's like God of War, musical, sort of right? God of War, sort of big arcing battles with swinging like this the the um. Swinging the guitar around, but like it's kind of like Green Lantern, where where you know a big ghostly image of this massive guitar comes out. Yep, yep. And there's a and there's a Bee Gees Kanye mashup going on the whole time. Yep. And you can tell who's winning by the fact that oh, like you know, Bee Gees or Kanye are actually you know further up in the mix. Yeah. 
Oh, fuck. Oh, I love that. Like, because you could do that in the previous ones too, yeah. right? Like, bring in, bring in remixes of these old old tracks. Um, fucking Back in Black and Call Me Maybe. Yeah. Like, going over the top of each other. Call me maybe. Okay, I, I reckon we we call it there. We call it there. Um, all right, what element are we going to take into our next game? Um, decapitation on the pyramids. Decapitation <laughs> on the specifically on the pyramids. I don't know. Um, Maybe just the pyramids and yeah. just the pyramids. Pyramids done. All right. All right. Development threat. Okay, someone wants to knock down the pyramids and build condos. <laughs> um, I was actually thinking that there's been a development in in like an archaeologist has actually found out. Okay, uh, that's probably how, how the there. how the pyramids were actually built, and yeah. it was as, was ever, it as some people have suspected. Yeah, okay, slaves. No, no, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alien slaves. Ooh, even better. Um, and it turns out that now that now that we actually know the truth, we're a threat to um to, to the, the alien beings. Um, and so therefore, that we find out that they're actually um, disguised among us. Can this be XCOM three? <laughs> Why not? Well, I was just thinking of I'll because I, I was trying to move away from yet another like beat 'em up action adventure. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and whether this is some sort of yeah, like that there's some sort of building aspect or some sort of building up a a base sort of thing or okay, or like around the pyramids. I'm kind of picturing like these these things going up around the pyramids. Yeah. So I think when, when this line. is found out, all this stuff actually starts happening. You know. The XCOM team gets together and they and they actually you know form their base and they've they're now going off against all these um oh you know what previously let's make this like spies. let's make this like XCOM three thousand it's like Warhammer forty k it's like way in the future they've yep. they've destroyed the alien menace mm -hmm. but finally after yet another millennia archaeologists have finally figured out aliens built the pyramids yep. they're giant. They're giant portals, like wormhole, um, you know, anchors, and there's a and there's a countdown, <laughs> <laughs> and they're coming. Uh, it's kind of like the Mayan, like 2012 yep. as well. Like that's how they figure it out. It's like they figure out the year based on like constellations and stuff. It's like, oh shit! Like they're going to be here in three years, and it's like, okay, we need to reestablish XCOM. Okay, so. I had an idea that I would like to try and get involved, but okay. whether, whether you choose to or not, turns out that one of the scientists on XCOM's side is actually, like, was supposed to be a double agent, but is now turned. Of the aliens? Yes. Okay, so, like, all these years they've had their agents. They've had on agents Earth. on Earth. Mm-hmm. Maybe the same one, maybe the same guy. And oh yeah, okay. He's just oh, because then you get like a good omen style, like lived through all this history. Yep. You know, 
you get little little um, snippets of you know what time was like bef- before he came here, what time was like when he was when he first came here, and you know was doing things on their side, and has basically fallen in love with with humans and and yeah and their kind. After yeah. he after he got them to build the build the pyramids, then he sort of just hid himself among us and yeah. just yeah, everything and he's just been living just life after life for someone, like someone else. Yeah, for fucking like by that time, what like. 5,000 years or something? When were the pyramids yep. built? Uh, yeah, about that. Five to 6,000 years. What, I, what I'm picturing then is that he's he's able to, like, provide, like, alien tech sort of and and bring out bring our technology a lot further forward because it turns out that in the last thousand years our technology hasn't, hasn't expanded as much as what it did. I mean, yeah, maybe not as much as you'd, you'd want. I think we obviously want some cool future shit in there. I'm picturing XCOM with a bit more, like, mech-type stuff, like exo- exoskeletons and, yep. uh, and that sort of thing. But still, obviously, the uh, the tactical kind of gameplay. So, yeah, I, I think he turns into your scientist and, and he now, like, yeah, as he's going, he starts remembering more and more. And you provide him some, like, alien technology that you- that you pick up from your first lot of battles, and mm-hmm. he can he can sort of uh, turn that into extra stuff because he turns out to be a really really um, smart guy. Obviously, yeah. the aliens have have continued to to build new technology in the six thousand years since he was last with them. Well, and here's the thing: like, so if there's the countdown, are they starting to come through? Is that what happens, or are your first battles before yeah, I, they come through, I th- and they're with maybe other other like uh, sleeper agents or whatever, or other other people who have been here this whole time, or maybe disciples of, like maybe there's a group of people who I think in, in, in know, the countdown once this is discovered, yeah, I think in the countdown what's actually happening is that early on you you only get like a couple of portals that are opening, and it just gets more and more until um, until the countdown is actually reached, and that's when the full breach is actually going to happen and pretty much uh, okay. their entire oh, so world maybe, sort of takes over. Maybe then you start off, maybe there's like a a prologue, which is you're not even XCOM yet. You're just like the military and these events are happening mm-hmm. and you realize, oh shit, these are aliens. Like I thought we killed aliens 500 years ago and wiped them all out. Oh, they've come through these portals. All right. And- you get like three or four of them, and then that's when you realize, wait, these are converging. Like, there's something that points to the pyramids here, and it's not until then that you, that you that that gives you the final key to be like, you know, there's this archaeologist who 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 has who has figured this out. Um, either that, or the the like the alien guy himself comes to you and says, like, here's the key you need. Like, this is a countdown. They're going to bring through their whole armies because. The Earth is now ripe. It turns for out, taking. That, you know, the um, the archaeologist is that that found this information out was actually going off a tip that this scientist gave him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's like actually been orchestrating this thing as he realised the countdown was getting closer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's decided that oh, he can't let them destroy humanity. Yeah. But he also can't couldn't reveal himself at that point. But now it's getting too late. <laughs> humanity hasn't done as well as he'd hoped. <laughs> so oh, he's got to like take a more front, yeah. like a more direct direct path. 
what I like is that you could actually have this almost like he's got a chip in his head, kind of like Spike from from Buffy, in that okay. he, he can't actually flat out tell people what's actually going on right. because he's got yeah, like an cool. inhibitor chip. But yep. he can leave clues and and in in like maybe even the prologue, um, the chip gets damaged, so we can. And as he goes, he, he learns that he can actually give out more and more information as it's degraded over time or something like that. Yeah, or something like he can just, like, he can he can deny or confirm certain things now. And, and so, people have figured out well enough- What the threat is to the, to the world. What yeah. he's been trying to give them. and Because so, I like the idea- Because I, I almost feel like this is his story. Like, he's actually the most interesting character in this. Yeah. And I love the idea that, like, halfway through or, like, at the end of, like, Act 2- you know, right before you go into the climax, that's when he finally gets the chip. Like, they figure out how to destroy the chip or, like, get the chip out. And that's actually when you get the whole history. You get, like, this flood of flashbacks of 5,000 years of yep. of what he's been going through. You know, maybe there's even some sort of, like, telepathic fucking blast that goes out so everybody, in the ne- everybody nearby, like, sees this yep. and sympathizes with, with him. And and like understands, and then yeah, that's like going into the the final the final battles. So the question is, at the end of the second act, does something happen where he he turns again, or no? I think that's where he comes into his. I think that's where he comes into his own, and now he's like, I can finally tell you what's going on and who I am. You know, maybe you don't even fully know. Until that point. Yeah. You know he's got inside info. You know there's some reason he can't tell you, but maybe you just think that, like, he's a human that has had this done to him or something. You don't necessarily know he's, like, five and a half thousand years old until he gets that chip out and everyone gets exposed to these memories. Yeah. Well, what what I'm actually picturing is, you know, you see all these other aliens through through time that have- that have sort of influenced society to get them into this one mm. particular place. Yes. Well, and then him fighting back against it. Like, there's other aliens who have- They've been influencing society to get them into a place where they are useful to these ones coming through the portal. And he's been the the sole person, no, you know, the sole alien who knows about this and doesn't want it to happen and has been pushing back. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that a lot. And of course, and then, yeah, ex- from XCOM is sort of. Yeah, the gameplay, I think, XCOM ish, but maybe with more, maybe XCOM, but with more like vehicular stuff, because I don't think um, there's much of that. No. And so maybe it's a bit more of a, uh, like a broader battlefield each mission. And so there's a bit more, you know, you've got fucking like flight, flight stuff, you know, jetpacky kind of jump boots and things so you can get around a bit faster and, and get up higher to get the high ground. Like, is there a lot more verticality to it and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, like mechs and tanks, like tankish sort of things. That would be, I feel like that could be really cool in that sort of um, that tactical turn-based game. Yep. And, and lots of cool fucking dramatic- camera movements when you kill someone because <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, cool. All right. We're going to take dramatic camera movements. <laughs> sure. Dramatic camera movements and not like just the idea of a battlefield or, or uh, live scale like, battlefield. 
I feel like Nick. I feel like something different. I feel okay. like we we don't want to take the main thing from the previous one because okay. we'll make the same game. Dramatic camera movements and uh, three to one click. Yeah, zillion mixture. Mixture. Oh, okay. <laughs> My mind went straight to those fucking um, Facebook videos you see where, like, people are making the recipes. Yep. And it's all, like, zoomed in um, and, and doing, like, <laughs> speeding up and slow motion stuff um, <laughs> to make it look real good and to show you through the thing. So, maybe it's just, like, a VR kind of a VR playground where you are making one of those videos and you've got control of the camera and you've got control of- It's like an edit bay sort of thing. Yep. Like, you've got all these ingredients and stuff um, and you can just make whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yep. It's like a shareable online- um, It's, it's kind of like- um, What was that? What was that um, free video uh, thing that- uh, Oh, yeah, Polygon yeah, yeah, used yeah. To do yeah. stuff. I can't remember what it's called. But, yeah, where you'd like- animate the things and, and layer them over the top of each other. Yeah. I kind of like the idea that you could be doing that. So, you can be your own cameraman. You just yep. lock in place that you're, you're doing some whisking. So, now you're like, okay, cameraman coming close and co- <laughs> dramatic yeah, camera Yeah, exactly. Angles. Like, rack focus onto, uh, you know, the, the bubbles from, from the, the eggs that are now completely- And we've got to get some good, like, liquid physics in there, some good steam coming off things. Yep. And then you've just got, like- I, 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 you know, a, a fucking fridge and pantry full of every ingredient you could ever want. Yep. Wait, maybe this is, maybe that's part of it, but maybe it, all, part of it is also like a, a nailed it style cooking show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do, I do kind of like the idea of this being just a, just a playground, kind of like your Gary's mod sort of thing. You can do whatever you want with it. There's no actual like. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. There's so no actual story but, mode or anything behind it. Okay. So that we won't bring that in. It's just that if you wanted, you could get a bunch of people together in multiplayer and make an episode of Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a playground that you can do whatever you want. You can have one person as a cameraman if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but the focus is on food. Yes. And we do our best to like physically simulate food as best as possible to the point yes. of- to, to the point of if, if like you actually wanted different to- different things- Together, if you wanted to, you could actually make some of these videos for real and put them out there, and people would actually go, "Oh, there's another way of actually showing how to how to make recipes." Yeah, 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 yeah. We've got some level of of AI in there that knows that you know certain mixtures of flour and water will make then a you know a dough a or a paste or a whatever that you know of a certain consistency. And then you're able to just, like, layer different things based on, you know, like, icing and fondant and <laughs> whatever, <laughs> if you're making cakes or, you know, it, you know that you can cut things up and, and they're all physically accurate. They make change, you know, it, it knows to, like, brown the things when you cook them or you can leave them in too long and just burn stuff. Yep. Get a dramatic shot of flames in the oven. Yeah, what, what I'm picturing <laughs> is that you can you can program in- the time, uh, not the time, the temperature and, and how long how long you want it to bake for. But you can also yep. do a super fast forward thing of, you know, you get to like the wipe and it's just, it's gone forward yeah. to, it's oh, already yeah, yeah, done. for sure. And here's one I prepared earlier. 
<laughs> and it automatically says it every single time. And here's one that I prepared earlier. <laughs> That's the magic phrase to, to do the wipe. <laughs> it just, like, instantly goes to, to wherever you said it to. Okay. All right. That, I like that. So, what element are we taking forward? Wipes. <laughs> okay. I like the idea of some sort of edit. Three, two, one, click. Uh-huh. Bang. Taunt. Okay. Some sort of- So, how can we bring edits and wipes into that? Like, basically, you want to- You want to be editing between two moments in time. So, you-, you Where well, you see the results of an action or something. Um. Perhaps. Yeah. I- I'd rather not go down the edit way of thinking. But okay. wipes is fine. Yeah. I'm sort of seeing this as like a high noon sort of thing. I see bang and okay. taunt and I think I sort of think, you know, high noon yep. showdown. Cowboys, yep. Wild um, West. Wild West kind of in in the scenes I'm seeing, you know, star wipes and, and like <laughs> Really, well, maybe maybe we maybe we bring in. It's like it's not necessarily full on wipes like that, but you know, you go, you start the um, the showdown, and the screen, you know, splits in half. Like one side of the screen comes across, and now you're seeing the perspective of both people or something, or like from behind each of them or something in a in a split screen kind of. Or maybe it's just very comic booky where. You, you know, you focus on one person and a little frame comes in of, like, a, f- a close-up of their face as they're, like, sneering into the sun. Mm-hmm. The, what's the gameplay? <laughs> uh, so, what I was thinking is kind of like the insult sword fighting in Monkey Island. Okay. You've got taunts and stuff like that that you can, you can throw out at each other. Yep. The idea being that- You've got to sort of get angry enough to want to pull the trigger. <laughs> okay. Yep. So where, so where my mind went, and I don't know. I feel like someone hasn't. Someone must have done this by now. Mm-hmm. A multiplayer VR high noon simulator. Yep. Where, you know, so you literally you have to aim right. You're only as quick as your own actual hand to yep. like pull it out of the holster. But you've got like taunt emotes as well, and I guess maybe you know they don't. It doesn't take over control of your hands, perhaps. But like it, it, or maybe it doesn't have to be emotes. I suppose you're in VR, you can just fucking taunt them. But <laughs> <laughs> but maybe there's some timing around like, or or maybe there's some sort of taunt jousting in that you can fire off a taunt. Yep, and. If they don't, like, do some certain thing to to block it, basically, then you're going to get some level of, of power up or something. Like, your bullet's going to move faster or something, or you're going to, you know, you're going to get less of a penalty if you if you pull it out of your holster earlier. I, I don't know. You, something like that. Yeah. So that there's this balance between- You could just play it as a- Like, if nobody taunts, it's just a straight shootout, and you're watching for when they fire- they're watching from a new fire and you just don't take him out. But yeah, there's this added element of, oh, I'm going to throw out a taunt to try to get a, a you know, a, a power up of some kind. But that's a risk because, yep. you know, maybe you might have to 
you know, there's some level of concentration required to fire off the taunt, and they could just maybe shoot you while that happens. So you still have to be watching them while. Yeah, I while think you could done. actually have have like a a a sort of reason behind why you don't want to be the one to shoot first. So the whole idea is that you it's all about faking the other person out to get them to shoot first so that you're like killing them in self-defense sort of thing. Right. Perhaps, yeah. Cuz I mean the whole thing with the whole thing in a regular shootout of like why it takes so long <laughs> is more just like them psyching themselves up and- Yeah, they're sort of psyching themselves up and like- if, But obviously, if the other person goes to draw, it's like, oh, shit, they're going to shoot me. I need to shoot them first. Um, and so, you're just waiting for that moment when one person finally does it. But yeah, I guess there's less of that in in VR because <laughs> the stakes are lower. You don't, you don't die in VR if- You don't die in real life if you die in VR uh, yet. Yeah, I think, I think there's style points and that sort of stuff that you can go for. So- Oh yeah. Well, maybe you have to like get. Yeah, maybe you have to like turn the tide of the like the crowd has to be like that's and that's what some of the taunts do is they bring the crowd to your side. Yeah, so you get more. That's why I was sort of looking at the insult sword fighting sort of way of thinking because then you then you've got sort of uh, if you if you give the right response to something then you can turn the crowd to your side sort of thing. Mm, mm. Yeah, Um, that's harder in a. It's definitely harder in a multiplayer game. Yeah. That could definitely be, like, the single-player version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I do love that idea of just, like... Because I like the idea even then of of you could have multiplayer spectators as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just... Because because the rounds are so quick, you, you could be doing sort of a round-robin thing. And it's like, oh, it's my turn. I'm up. I'm up against this person. There's sort of a bit of a tournament going on. Um, but everyone's there watching and, and maybe they can, like give points to each person based on the taunts and stuff they do. So, it's a mu- it's much more free form, but um, then obviously you need to make sure it doesn't just turn into fucking 13-year-old boys calling each other gay slurs or whatever. But uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they can't actually, like, talk. Maybe yep. the, the voice isn't- it's all through just gestures uh, and, and maybe some, some lines that you can- Unlock even, right? You get, you can unlock new taunt lines and things and, and maybe hand motions that you can't actually do in VR yep. without the knuckle, the index controllers. <laughs> okay. So this is sort of taking it a little bit away from, from where we've been. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of, you know, the shootout being part of it, but I kind yep. of want to gamify everything else a little bit more. So, okay. I'm picturing instead of it, it being game. like a typical high noon thing of, you know, you've, you've got revolvers and that sort of stuff. What you've actually got mm. is something that looks about the size of a T-shirt cannon. You know, so- Look Much larger. Larger. Is it like still holstered? Well, what I was thinking is this is a VR dodgeball sort of game, but how, you, how you're firing off the dodgeballs at each other are like these T-shirt cannon size things. Okay. But it's still one-on-one. Uh, well, I'm thinking it's- t- Team on team, sort of thing. You, you can catch a ball, and obviously it's still typical dodgeball rules. But I'm thinking where the high noon thing can come down to is like right at the very end, kind of like if you remember the movie Dodgeball, where you've yeah. got sort of like the sudden death shootout, where each of you have a have a single ball each, and that's all you've got. So 
you know, you're sort of able to dodge out of the way and, and shoot it. And then it, once your ball's gone, it's gone sort of thing. It's gone. Yeah. Right. Because uh, I reckon- I reckon blocking balls with the um with the cannon could actually be kind of cool. Blocking the balls with the cannon, catching with the um with your left hand, you know. If I feel if like we need to that. just bring that into a full on VR dodgeball game <laughs> as a new game, because that would be really cool. Even without the cannon, even without the shooting stuff, just having a dodgeball game. Yep. You know the 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 physicality of that is there with blocking balls with a ball that you're holding and. Oh yeah, you know, being able to jump out of the way and stuff. It obviously need to be room scale, um, and then being able to taunt at other people and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's almost a separate. Let's leave the high noon one there. That was cool multiplayer VR. Yep. High noon with with spectators and taunting, and now we bring the words into a new thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's a cool VR dodgeball game because that yeah that would be really cool. Now, un- unlike the typical rules of dodgeball where there's that ball in the centre and you've got to run for it, that's not going to no, happen. No, it'd have to be- I mean, Yeah, because that's what I'm trying to think of. Like, the limitations within VR, then how can you transfer that into dodgeball and, and then maybe mix it up a bit so that you can- You know, you'd maybe expect a little bit of room scale so you can sort of dodge to the side and, and, yep. and dodge a ball, but- But you're also using the running around the whole court. Yep. Yeah, something like that. I guess you just have some free thumbstick movement um, or like- Maybe like some of the lean movement or something, you know. Like, so anyway, there, there are a few different yep. traversal methods in VR that you could use there. But yeah, I like well, the that. That could be of- interesting in a lot of game, in a lot of sports ball games. Yeah, sports ball games. Um, <laughs> I'm picturing like a volleyball, you know, a volleyball game, or a. I mean, people have made sports games in VR. Yeah. The one that seems to work the best is table tennis. I, I do like the idea of maybe like a Mario, like a Mario. Like, the way that Nintendo, with their Mario sports games, like, kind of adds some elements on top with, like, you know, setting the ball on fire and, and different, you know, power-ups and you collect coins and stuff or whatever. But bringing that into dodgeball VR in a way, so there's a yep. bit of a, a layered element on there of, of actual game- gaminess, video yep. gaminess. I- I'm picturing that, you know, the tutorials are sort of like- you know, picking up the ball and aiming at targets and, and basically getting your, your aim quite quite right. And then, you know, you've got a dodging thing in which you've got to, you know, duck, dive, dodge. Well, and- I was about to say that the <laughs> tutorial has to be ripped horn just throwing spanners at you, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the whole tutorial. You just keep going until you get it right. <laughs> dodge, duck. Dive and dodge. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, fuck, now I want to watch Dodgeball. Uh, um, I like that. And, and yeah, the, but then I, I'd like the gamey, adding some gamey aspects. Like, if you, you know, you if you block five times, then your next shot's going to be, like, super powered or something or yep. whatever. Add some cool ragdoll stuff. Like, if you get knocked out you by a Super Bowl, your fucking model just ragdolls across the screen for everyone else to see. I don't know what that does to your VR perspective. Might make you a bit sick, but- yep. or maybe, no, maybe you just- Your VR perspective gets warped to the sidelines. It's fast enough that you see your body- like ragdolling through the air. Get get ragdolled through the air and then- Yeah. <laughs> just smash against the back wall or whatever. Oh, God. Well, and then and then the benefits of VR is even if it's a re- fairly traditional ruled, like fairly traditional rules of, of dodgeball, you can play it anywhere. 
Dodgeball in space. Dodgeball underwater. Dodgeball oh, on the top of the <laughs> Empire State Building. <laughs> you, know, you just remind me how quickly you were going through them of Spaceballs the Flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> dodgeball or Flamethrower. Flamethrower Dodgeball. Totally. Throw some weapons in there. Now it's a different game. Okay, I reckon we go one more. All right, let's do one more. Uh, what are we bringing in? Spanners? <laughs> yep, spanners. All right. Frequenter. <laughs> Legislation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so it's set in the same world of dodgeball, but what's, oh, actually, okay. what's actually happened is uh, Patches O'Hulahan was actually- has been charged- for throwing spanners at, at, like, little old ladies. And that's where it sort of starts. Right. And, okay. and they've now got- They've now- uh, Someone's put forward a new legislation stopping all spanner sales going forward because they're too dangerous. Right. Meanwhile, gun control hasn't passed in the slightest, but spanners are now banned. Uh- <laughs> yeah, because there's, yeah. No, there's no, like, national spanner association. Oh, no, I was being completely <laughs> serious. That would 100% happen. so patches o'houlihan has has sort of dived deeper into dementia how's that for a dodgeball alliteration dodge dive duck dip and dementia (laughs) (laughs) and so now he's just like trying to train random people on the street by throwing spanners he threw it at a nurse (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he threw it in a nurse. He broke her arm. Like I, I know that he dies in in the in the movie. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. But um, I kind of like the idea that this is just before he gets out and and does the whole thing in the um in the dodgeball universe. Like yeah, he's he's just got in trouble um at this nursing home for for like throwing a spanner at um at one of the nurses. Yeah, and so there's now a nationwide uh, ban on spanners. Yep. And you play a plumber who is now still trying to do their fucking job. Yep. <laughs> so that's just that's just the kickoff of why there are no spanners. Yep. Um, so what was your word again? I uh, can't remember. Frequenter. Frequenter. Frequenter and frequenter. <laughs> you were a frequent, frequent uh, flyer of the- Banner store. I mean, what I was actually going to go Which down- Which had to be renamed the Banner store. They now- Like, because they didn't want to replace all the letters. They just put a, an extra, like, circle on the P and got rid of the uh, the S. And now they sell banners for, like, birthdays and stuff. <laughs> um, so, the other day I was reading up on, like, um, I went down the, the Wikipedia hole on Don Coscarelli. Okay. Who is that? He's a director who directed the Phantasm series, the movie John Dies at the End, and a movie uh-huh. that has just come to my mind of Bubba Hotep. Okay, yep. I kind of like the idea of Patches O'Hulahan getting in trouble from from throwing the spanner at a nurse, but it was the only thing that he he sort of like he he was thinking that the nurse was actually you know this this entity called the Frequenter. <laughs> Okay. All right. I, I'm kind of wanting to take it in a supernatural way. Yep. Sort sure. of thinking that you know it's his dementia that's actually causing all these things, but it turns out that there is actually a, a like supernatural the thing happening. 
happening at this um at this nursing home and okay so what 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 does the frequent to frequent is it just that this shows up all the time okay so i'm thinking that this this evil entity is kind of like if you remember there was a buffy episode where there was a like a evil evil entity who was um trawling around a hospital basically preying on the um preying on the weak and, and killing them okay um i kind of like the idea of yeah. that sort of what's happening here and it's you know sort of been given the um the moniker of the frequenter because basically what happens is it visits these sick and, and dying over and over and over and gradually uh, sucks out their um right their souls but okay. it's, it's a frequent sort of occurrence yeah, it's, it's a yeah. it's an oh yeah it's a multiple over multiple occasions yeah coming back okay yeah so i kind of like the idea of this sort of so then slightly who horror do you thing. play you play patches o'hulahan you play patches o'hulahan in the wheelchair in a wheelchair yeah in vr in vr okay so you've got to actually yep. you know do the wheelchair movements yep yep um, because I reckon that would actually be really cool to do. Oh, totally. I feel like we've done that before, but I think that's a great idea. Then someone needs to do that for sure. Yep. Um, I like the idea that, you know, you break your way into into a maintenance closet at some stage and you find, like, a toolkit full of spanners, even though, <laughs> you know, you've had all your spanners taken away from you. It's one of the things that actually happens right at the very start. So, are we going away from the whole they've oh, been banned everywhere in the nation? Um, <laughs> I, I, I do like the idea that it got banned, but it's just sort of like background noise that yeah. is happening. Yeah. It doesn't have fair. to be a main cool. thing of it. Yeah. But yeah, spanners are, are your main weapon when you finally find them. Yeah. So, is this a co- is this still a comedy as well then? It's like a dark horror comedy? Yeah. Kind of like what Bubba Hotel I mean, was. like Bubba Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. I, I, do, I do like that idea of- you know, people not treating dodgeball as, as like a legitimate sport and all this sort of stuff. And <laughs> every time that he, you throw out a, a spanner, he he says, you know, one of his classic quotes from the movie. <laughs> right. Of duck, dip, <laughs> dodge. <laughs> dodge gets sure. twice as and much. And so do you just end up, is this like- you know, along the lines of one of our very early games, you just like reach behind you and pull out a spanner. Like you've just got an endless supply. When you, you know, finally it, find them, yeah. Once you've found them, once you've yeah. found the stash, it's as if there's just a big bag of spanners hanging on the back of your wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what what I like is that, you know, the the nurses don't believe you that something's going on, but you're sort of doing some investigation fighting off against some other evil spirits and that sort of stuff. Yeah. In a wheelchair, it gives you a very unique angle. Uh, to yeah, for sure. From. And, and, and unique challenges um, as, as well. Yeah, I mean, getting uh, away know, from this thing, if it, start, if it starts going at you, you know, is oh, going to be damn hard. That'd be horrific. Really oh, Jesus. And- yeah, can you imagine having to try to run from this thing? You're like- you know, having to turn the wheelchair and then just like zoom yourself forward, yeah, throwing spanners behind you the whole time to try to slow it down. Yeah, well, the idea <laughs> being that you know it's it's almost more of a um more of a stealth game in a wheelchair, mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. but of course your tires. So you have squeak. to find like oil. Yeah, 
one of your resources is to get some WD forty. And and finally, when you when you get out of this um, get out of this thing, you know, and you finally beat beat the evil entity. Yeah, you sort of escape out as part of as part of this thing, and and see that you know get get news that there's there's this team you know trying to play dodgeball, and you, so you go to help, and it sort of leads right into into dodgeball or through underdog story. Nice. So a, a more traditional prequel since we knew it was. Yes. Patches of Hooland from yes. the beginning and not a sequel, but it's not a sequel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you don't know what I a thought you were going to say, is, and then, then you find- go go listen to a about <laughs> go a couple episodes, episodes back. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say that you find out there's a team of XCOM coming to because this thing's actually an alien. I don't know, but yeah, yeah no, I, I like that. that. I like that. That's cool. cool. Yeah, and and I do really like the idea of of VR games. You know, like a wheelchair is a really good example, but. By giving people that that view into you know the hardships that other others have every day, it's kind of neat and also just representation for people with disabilities and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's. I think we will finish up there. Yes, definitely. If you want to find us online, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Follow us on there. You will very soon uh, be able to see our releases. And other things we guessed in in your social feed on Podchaser coming soon. Uh, cool. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, we'll also we'll likely have a, a, a early access key perhaps next. Well, next week perhaps uh, that we'll be able to. You can get in early for being a bitstorm listener, but only if you listen to the end of the episode. In fact, yeah, I well, recommend we'll you know. should you should put it in the middle there somewhere. We'll, yeah, we'll jam it in the middle. We'll just we'll make it a secret little code in there or something that you have to. Yeah, yeah. You make sure you listen all the way through. Uh, make we're make also the code. The- make the code like one of the one of the um, words that we say in the middle. <laughs> There's some just a word, just a random. Just one How of the we words. Tell them that's what it is. Then go listen to the third game today. <laughs> <laughs> listen to the third game today. It's the two hundred and fifty third word. That we said in the third Trevor's game. word in the third game, if you can After, remember that. Oh, okay. There you go. Trevor's- Okay. All right. <laughs> you could- If someone goes and tries this, I'm going to make- I'm going to put it in there. I'm not going to tell anyone. Trevor's <laughs> word in the third game will get you early access to the feed once our page goes up. It should be- Actually, it should be up by the time you hear this. <laughs> that's- That's awesome. We are also part of the 8-Bit Network. <laughs> <laughs> it's a group of like-minded individuals all podcasting together in fun times. Good stuff. Go check out those podcasts. We had Jono on last two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, we had Jono on two weeks ago from Comedy Re- Rewind, which is one of them. You can go check out The Hungry Gamers. It is what it is. There's so many, so many good ones. Uh, check check that out. Uh, you might see us at PAX. We're going to be- Recording at the Audio Technica booth again, which is another eight bit kind of thingy, or at least organised by some of them. Uh, yeah, it's a good group. It is another good group. Is the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Uh, they are a like minded group of individuals who all pretty much have podcasts and like to help out everyone else. So check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook or AGP Network on Twitter. Finally, we'd like to thank Kuridas for the use of the song Mount Defiance after the album Containment Failure. That's right. So, thank you again 
for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Travis Scott. Ah, 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 killing that guy, killing that guy. <laughs>